What is going on, everyone? Welcome back for another week of the Refiner's Fire podcast. I'm so excited to have you along for another episode that we just continue just to get to grow in our love and affection for the Lord, and we get to grow in our relationship that God is continually just leading us in and guiding us in through His Word and through His Spirit to continue to be His hands and feet every day. And today's episode, we're going to have a really good episode that really not honestly kind of works in conjunction with last week's episode. If you were able to listen to last week's episode, we talked about repentance, which we kind of broke down what, you know, metanoia and teshuva meant, which pretty much was changing one's mind uh, and returning. And this actually kind of plays a, a good portion, a good part in what we're talking about today. And that topic that we're talking about today is sanctification. Now, Sanctification is one of those topics that is talked about, I think, a good portion of the time um, when you're when you're addressing it as a theme. If you want to go into the essential part of like teaching and truth, I don't think we teach on it as directly, you know, as a topic as we should. Uh, I think I may have only actually seen it talked about maybe one or two times in my life um, through an actual like topical tr- uh, teaching aspect. So that's kind of how I want to do this. I kind of want to break it down that way we can have a better understanding of what it means, uh, how it's lived out in our lives, and how we live with it in our lives. And in order to do that, I want us to kind of take a look at the different parts of sanctification uh, and the definitions that make up sanctification. So I first kind of want to start off with the overall just definition of what sanctify means. Um, I think that's uh, a huge aspect because it it brings a little bit more... um, foundation to what sanctification is. So sanctify means to set something apart. You know, you designate it as uh, something as special or in biblical terms as holy. And then if we look at how sanctified or sanctification uh, definition looks like, the Baker's Evangelical Dictionary of Biblical Theology gives us a really good definition as well. It says that the generic Um, meaning of sanctification is the state of proper functioning. To sanctify someone or something is to set that person or thing apart for the use intended by its designer. You know, a pen is sanctified when used to write. Eyeglasses are sanctified when used to improve sight. And the theological sense, things are sanctified when they are used for the purpose God intends. So a human being is sanctified, therefore, when he or she lives according to God's design and purpose purpose. And then we have an overall definition of sanctification uh, that reads the action of making or declaring something holy uh, or the act or process of being freed from sin or purified. So just looking at these definitions, we can see, you know, there, there's a lot of uh, information there, you know, and I think in order for us to kind of fully grasp that information, um, in, order, in order for us to fully grasp it, we have to go back to how um, we see ourselves as being sanctified and holy uh, at the very beginning. You know, I think going back to the beginning will definitely give us an ability to see how it was in the past um, and how it was later on and how it is now. So let's take a trip uh, down good old memory lane and let's go back to Genesis 1. So as we know in Genesis 1, we see that God is creating everything. You know, he created the animals, the earth, the sky, the stars, uh, and essentially, you know, eventually created us. 
and we see that God has a, a certain purpose and design and relationship with us um, that he doesn't have with, with anything else that he's created. And we see this, you know, in Genesis 1, verses 20 th- uh, 26 through 27, because it says that, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our own image, and our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So we see right there, there's an intimacy and a purpose there, you know, that that God didn't have with anything else. Like it was only uh, with us that we had that kind of intimate relationship, that perfect relationship between um, creator and creation. And we see that God designed us to to be rulers over things. You know, he gave us he gave us a job right off the bat. You know, it, there's there's the design and purpose there, and it was the design and purpose to rule over things, to rule over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, the wild animals, and all the creatures. Like that was how um, God had uh, a plan and a purpose for us. But as we know, Adam and Eve just kind of decided to drop the ball. Um, they decided to listen to the serpent in a moment and uh, allowed disobedience to come in and they disobeyed what God had told them, you know, not to do while they were in the Garden of Eden, which caused sin to become a reality, which also had it come um, to be rampant in the world. And it also put a strain and a separation um, with our relationship with God. You know, in that moment, humanity lost its its holiness, its perfection, um, its, its full development of what it's supposed to be. But we know that God's overall plan for us, you know, in, in the moments after that, that was still to have a relationship with him. Like our relationship with him fully did not die, you know, uh, with Adam and Eve's sin. You know, God chose to still pursue us with the relationship that he had for us or for the relationship he had with us. And we see that all throughout Scripture. And we even see that all throughout the Old Testament. Uh, we see God pursue his people, the Israelites. And, you know, even through their times, he actually gives them an ability um, to get back to that standard or get back to that relationship. In his own way, he gives them their own you know, sanctification or ability to be sanctified um, back to him. And that came in the form of the law. That came in the form of regulations and, and rules um, that were given to the Israelites. And this would be considered to be the old covenant, you know, the old promise that God had set up with, with Israel um, and his people. And these laws, you know, set Israel apart from other nations and countries. That that was the whole point of the law was to one give them righteousness and justification, um, and uh, essentially in a way uh, a right standing with God. But it was also to to make them holy, to make them different, to to set them apart for everyone else. You know, these laws were used uh, as a standard for what Israel was supposed to be. You know how they were supposed to act, and ultimately, um, like I said, it separated them from the rest of the world, uh, which means. That they weren't supposed to act like other nations, you know, they weren't supposed to part, uh, supposed to partake in what other nations did, you know, they were a nation that was solely supposed to worship God and live for God and follow God, but we kind of see a very consistent theme, unfortunately, throughout. 
the Old Testament that Israel lived. You know, they they lived for God at one moment, then fell away, then came back and lived for God, and then fell away, and then it you know just kind of repeat. It was a it was a cycle that repeated over and over again. And so all throughout the Old Testament, we see this theme, and then we also see the theme of what we talked about last week about repentance and being called to repentance. Now. I think this plays uh, a huge part in us understanding our sanctification. Well, now you're probably wondering, well, Corey, how so? And it's because God changed things up. Well, first and foremost, we see the sanctification aspect through the law. You know, that was something that God gave to sanctify Israel. But we also see in the Old Testament, God had plans to change things up. You know, God was no longer, you know, wanting, uh, you know, the people he loved to live based on the law in the Old Testament. Um, He was now giving a new way, which came via by Jesus. You know, it came by the the new standard that Christ set up. And Christ came down to earth, as we know, to fulfill what the Father has sent him to do. And all throughout the Old Testament, we, we see prophecies of Jesus and what Jesus was supposed to do. But he came down, you know, he taught us many things. He showed us signs and miracles and wonders. Uh, and most importantly, he answered the, the sin issue by giving us salvation through his life, death, uh, and resurrection. And this is where we see that new covenant, that new promise that God set up with um, those who, who follow him and believe in him. Um, as as sons and daughters of God. And we see this because he says himself, you know, if you believe in me, if you believe in my son and receive in your heart um, who he is or, or who I am as Jesus, you shall be saved. You shall be in that moment sanctified. Uh, so but Jesus became that new standard. Now, this is where we can see, you know, sanctification start to make its way in our lives, you know, because we are underneath the the new covenant. We're underneath the new promise as as modern day Christians because we no longer live based by the law. You know, if there if there's anything that we still live by that's Old Testament related, you know, law wise, it would be the Ten Commandments, and that's just because they're structural, their doctrine, like they they make up just common sense, really, if you want to get down to it for the most part um, when it comes to living a life overall. But we see that sanctification comes in in our lives now in two in two ways from what I was able to just kind of look up and research. One, starting first with our acceptance of Jesus for our eternal sanctification, and two, a progressive sanctification that we still partake in today um, as a consistent sanctification. Now, you're probably wondering, Corey, how can we be sanctified in one way and then not in the other? You're telling us we still have to strive or, or work to, to sanctification, but we're already sanctified? And that's a great question. And we'll first start with just kind of breaking down the the first one that I mentioned. Um, as we know, like as I said, when we accept Jesus into our lives, we are given an overall sanctification. Now, this is an overall sanctification from sin. Um, it's, it's an eternal sanctification, which means that the payment for sin um, has already been paid for by Christ. You know, remember, uh, the law and within the law had sacrificial you know, laws or aspects and commands for the payment of sin, for them to uh, reconcile back to God and get on that right standing um, for forgiveness. And 
through the new covenant, that's essentially what Christ did. That is what Christ did for us. He paid the price um, that needed to be paid um, for our sins, and by our accepting of him, we receive that eternal uh, sanctification because we're, we're given that new di- uh, uh, identity, and we are no longer you know, as the world is, and we shouldn't live no, no more as the world lives because Christ has um, sanctified us. And we see this you know, kind of concept, we see this kind of truth come together in 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 through 11. Because it says, Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers, uh, will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. And so we see right here in this scripture that that eternal sanctification, because it says in that verse 11 that that is what some of you were. At that point, when we accept Jesus, we were set apart from the world because we we received his blood, we received his salvation, and we were washed, we were sanctified, and we were justified in his name uh, and by the Spirit of God. So Jesus, you know, paid paid for it all. Uh, so the issue of sin um, is taken care of. We are sanctified um, by receiving Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And this is how we see the first sanctification. But we also have the way of the sanct- uh, the other second uh sanctification that I mentioned, and that's a, a sanctification that I've, I've seen kind of verbally talked about as a progressive sanctification. It's one that is a continuation. It's, it's a progressive process, um, and this sanctification is seen in the ways of to, to be essentially more like Jesus, which means we, we live the life that Jesus has called us to live, um, which means that we are to be holy just as he is holy. We see that mentioned in 1 Peter 1, uh, 15 through 16. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. So Jesus became that that holy standard that of how we were supposed to live or what we we're supposed to look like, you know, things we were supposed to say or do. You know, Christ became that thing that we followed by how he modeled the way, you know, a man or a woman of God was supposed to live, how they were supposed to act uh, in their lives. So this means that we have to go back to the teachings of Jesus and look at his life and look at the Gospels and see how he lived in order for us to understand how to live this sanctification out. And that pretty much goes back and and looking at how he he prayed for other people, you know, he himself knew the word, you know, that means for us, that means being in the word and studying it, meditating on it. That means that we fast as Jesus fasted. Now, that doesn't mean you have to go into a 40 day fast. I feel like that's, that that's a different subject for another day, but it also means for us standing for, uh, standing up for what's right, uh, ministering to the poor, you know, and ultimately just as Jesus did live the life that God has called us to live. Um, you know, Jesus lived out the life to be the, the sacrificial lamb, um, for us so that we could have salvation. And when we look at that life, we also see that that Jesus calls us to live differently. In his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus even even adds a little bit to the Ten Commandments. You know, he said, even if you look at a woman lustfully, you've already committed adultery in your heart. If you if you hate your brother or sister, you've already murdered them in your heart. And he gives us Christian ethics and how to live our life, um, you know, in that Sermon on the Mount and what he teaches throughout, you know, the Gospels. And part of that is 
um, growing in our sanctification um, for the use of God, for for what God has called us to to be. You know, if we go back and remember that second definition from Baker's, it talks about you know the state of proper functioning. You know, to sanctify someone or something is to set that person or thing apart for the use intended by its designer. And we know that we were designed by God. You know, God is our designer. We were created in the image of him. And that proper functioning is to be like Jesus. The usage in which we were designed to be is to be like Jesus. You know, to act, to speak, and to live like Jesus. You know, as Christ followers, we are called to emulate uh, Jesus and his teachings and live the lives that, that show that. And, you know, that just that doesn't happen overnight. I think we can definitely see uh, throughout looking at the Gospels, you know, the disciples were called to be with Jesus. And, and if you don't really know this, they spent three years with Jesus. You know, the Gospels speak about, you know, the life of Jesus and what his ministry looked like. You had a three-year ministry. And throughout that time, the disciples had to constantly grow. I mean, you see, you see how Peter's life was changed and John's was changed. Um, we see how everyone else's was changed. You know, it was a it was a process that they continued to grow in, um, and so it doesn't just happen overnight. And this is where we kind of see that progressive sanctification um, come alive. You know, because the apostles after Jesus. Um, ascended back to heaven and the Holy Spirit came down and rested on them, what did they end up doing? Would they end up going out and being like Jesus? They they ministered to other people. They went out and preached the gospel. They did what Jesus actually told them to do, which was to go and baptize, go and disciple, go and teach, and uh, allow the Holy Spirit's power to come upon you to move in power um, so that you can bring the gospel to the nations and to the world. And we're still called to that that same thing. You know, as Christ followers, we're called to be the hands and feet of Jesus and to preach the gospel in whatever way, shape, or form that God has called us to um, so that we can uh, minister and bring the gospel to the world so that people can receive Jesus um, as their Lord and Savior. And like I said, that that takes that progressive sanctification to come into play. Um, that goes into being set apart. You know, we're we're not supposed to be the same as everyone else. You know, we are supposed to be different from everyone else. And that life is something that we grow in every day. You know, one because we have sin in our lives, um, and two, God is still growing us into that ultimate person He wants us to be. You know, as I said, we all have a design. We all have a, a purpose in our life um, because that's how God created us. And each and every single one of us are called to certain things you know i may be called to to be an evangelist and travel you may be called to be a teacher or to be a nurse or to be a doctor or a business owner or you're supposed to have a nonprofit. you know any whatever way god you know calls you to you know that is what your ultimate design and, and purpose and calling is to be that's the ultimate purpose god wants you to be and you grow in that more and more you live your life for jesus and grow in sanctification um you know the ministers you know god called us to be it's, it's how we we grow in that sanctification and now you're probably wondering well Corey, how does that how does that look like what what does that even look like how does sanctification like this work in my life and I'm glad you asked because this will kind of go back um, to my now what episode and my repentance episode. 
you know, remember in my now what episode I talked about, you know, getting in the word of God, um, praying uh, more, you know, worshiping God, um, studying the scriptures, getting involved with community, serving, um, ministering to people, you know, that that is part of sanctification because sanctification, like I said, as I said earlier, is it's the proper design, it's the proper usage. And that is that's something that we continue to grow in. You know, I'm not the same person or same minister that I was five years ago when I received my calling to to be an evangelist. I'm, I'm completely different now. I'm operating in different things. I live in a different state. You know, God has called me to do different things now. And it, it's progressing. It, it continues to take um, root and continue to take a process. Um, but we also go back to that repentance episode, you know, when it comes back to changing one's mind to being more like Jesus and returning, you know, to God and to that, that holiness. Um, because repentance and sanctification, they literally go hand in hand. Uh, when we repent and change our minds and our actions, we are also partaking in sanctification um, because we are becoming more like Christ. We are becoming more holy. We're surrendering our sins. We're giving over our, our addictions. We become stronger in our faith and more solid in our faith that we don't even, you know, fall into that same sin that we that we did like a year ago because we're we're growing in that sanctification. We're growing to be more sanctified, um, and so essentially, you know, we're we're returning back to that perfect community and relationship with with Jesus um, and with God as it was in the garden. And you know, on a practical scale, that just means, like I said, you know, being in the Word, you know, changing your minds and actions through repentance, praying, being with other believers, all all the things that I talked about in that now what. Um, episode and and what I talked about in the repentance episode, and this is how we see you know sanctification work in our lives. Um, and like I said, it's a process. You know, we'll we'll continue to do this and grow in this more and more as we become more sanctified and, and grow in our sanctification until you know we return and and um, Jesus returns or we enter into that eternity with God in heaven. Um, you know, when when He calls us uh, home, but. Essentially, that's that's what sanctification is. You know, it's living our lives um, that we grow in every day to become more like Jesus and to live the ultimate calling that God has called us to live. And essentially, that's that's pretty much the whole overall overall reaching theme of sanctification is becoming more like Jesus, living the life that God has called you to live, being in close community with him and intimacy with him and um, essentially repenting from sin. And, and giving your heart and your life more over to, to Jesus and more over to God. And so essentially that's that's a, that's what sanctification is. So for practical means, you know, like I said, you know, be in the word of God, uh, minister to people, repent from your sins, confess sins to one another, and just continue to grow in your relationship with God. And the more that you, you live for God, the more you'll continue to grow in those giftings and those callings and anointings that God has given you as well, um, because that does play a huge part in our, in our sanctification and our sanctification um, because we grow into that purpose and that design that God called us to. You know, even as Adam and Eve, you know, were given those those rulings over the animals, you know, that was their purpose and design, you know, and we have we have that same aspect. We have a purpose and design um, to do certain things, and we, we have to grow in that uh, gradually because we don't have that perfect, you know, heavenly garden uh, of Eden, you know, relationship anymore, but it's something that we continue to work on and focus on and grow in uh, over our lives. And so, yeah, that's that's essentially what sanctification is. Um, you know, I think that's an overall good foundation on what sanctification is for, for anyone who may have been wondering it or just for the, the topic of this episode. So, yeah, that's... um. 
that's what I have on sanctification. And if you want to learn more about it, definitely ask questions. Um, ask your pastor, you know, look up uh, things online, maybe sermons on it, and it'll give you a little bit more understanding on what that looks like, um, just to see a little bit more in detail what it may be. But essentially, I, I think we've covered a good foundation overall of what sanctification is. Now it's just you putting it into practice. Um, because sanctification is for me, it's, it's action. Like it's a, it's a pro it's a pro uh, progress and process that we continue to work in. But that's all what I have for this teaching. Um, I, I think, uh, we pretty much kind of just cover the basis of what I think sanctification is and how we can practically kind of do it in our lives. And, you know, um, We'll definitely continue to work and, and grow into what God has called us to. And the more that we do these episodes, the more I'll I'll start hitting on those subjects to give you a little bit more direction on, on how you can live your life for Jesus. Um, maybe for, you know, coming becoming someone who's full-time ministry or just living their life more and more to be more like Christ and just activating in your gifts and anointings or, or your callings. Um, but I, I, that's what I have for this uh, week's episode. And like always, I always am, am so glad just to see the support and see people um, viewing it and listening to it uh it does my heart good and I, I really do appreciate it um continue to share it get the word out um because you know especially to a new believer if they're trying to figure out things i think this is essential or even you know someone who may be in their in their uh, relationship with god a few years you know it may be beneficial for them but uh i believe it's something that god has given me a, de a desire to do to just teach people and help people so if you can share it um give it a like follow and uh yeah we'll keep doing this this life and uh like always i I've said in the last couple of episodes, if you have any questions about anything, um, I'll put my handle for my Instagram uh, in the description so that you can you can message me. You can um, ask any questions or if you want to talk about a certain topic or something I've talked about in the past, uh, you're more than welcome to you know DM me on Instagram and just message me about that. And if you feel led uh, to give to this podcast, uh, I'll put the PayPal uh, handle in it as well. Um, as y'all know, I, I think I've said this every episode. I do this full-time now um you know i don't i don't have a full-time job this is what god has called me to do and uh you know I, I make money through through donations um and eventually over time as i get more listeners i'll i'll get to gain a little bit more money but if you feel led to continue to support me um or, or enjoy the podcast and want to you know donate to me uh, i'll put my link like i said my handle for paypal in there as well and give you that uh option as well but i thank y'all so much um for just you know tuning in for another episode on the Refiner's Fire podcast and we'll continue to work this thing out and keep living a life that Jesus called us to. And uh, so for this week, that is the end of our episode and I will see y'all in the next one.